And now, Legal Matters with Turner Freeman Lawyers, determined to make a difference. And every Tuesday they join us for free legal advice, Turner Freeman Lawyers. And this week we're looking at the New South Wales inquiry into rural and regional hospitals. And some of the stories coming out of this inquiry are quite shocking. Patients waiting for hours for help, some feeling stranded without any staff to actually provide the assistance they need. Joelle Matar from Turner Freeman Lawyers is on the line to take your questions on healthcare, especially the standards of healthcare in hospitals in particular. So if you've got a question, a query, 131873, free legal advice. And as always, we've got a $100 Westfield voucher to give away to the caller who does ask the best question in our Legal Matters segment today. Joelle, thanks for joining us on Afternoons. Hello, Deb. Thank you. Now, With under-resourced hospitals, because that's what this inquiry has been looking at specifically in New South Wales into rural and regional hospitals, a lot of it does come Mm. down to under-resourcing. Who's to blame when something does go wrong here if it's not an individual doctor but the system? Well, it's really difficult because at the end of the day, if it is a doctor who um, had been employed by a public hospital or a a doctor that's providing services um, at a public hospital, at the end of the day, it is the public hospital that then ends up being the defendant. Um, So it ultimately goes back to the Treasury managed funds. So you can Um, can get recourse then in, in that situation? Yes, of course, of course. Um, You know, if you are talking about, for example, the registrar that was employed by the hospital and it's a public hospital, um, they're obviously vicariously liable for their employees. Um, Or if you are, you know, looking into something that a specialist had done wrong, um, you would also be including the hospital because they also have a non-delegable duty of care. So they are still responsible for wrongful acts or omissions um, by, by those doctors as well as their employees. And the inquiry itself, which is still ongoing, has shown this mm. real difference between the standard of care that patients can get yes, in regional yes. areas compared to in the city. Yes. What are the key issues that might yeah, arise well, when it, dealing with a health system? It's been honestly shocking. Um, <laughs> that's kind of my take on it. The standard of care has been described as poor, and it's obviously associated with poor health outcomes for those patients. Um, and I'll give you some examples of things that I found to be quite um, striking Um, I mean, people who happen to live, you know, close to the Lismore area who had then needed an ambulance to go to the hospital and receive some emergency medical care. Once they'd been discharged out of the emergency department, they, they found themselves stranded. So picture this, you've been to hospital, you're in your, you know, nightgown or pyjamas, they've you know, treated you, let you go home, but then you've gone outside and you've got no way to get mm, home. Yeah. And and home could be, you know, quite a fair bit away. Um, so this is obviously for somebody who is particularly vulnerable as they're not feeling well, um, somebody that's, that's got no one there to take them home. Um, it, it would be a nightmare for me personally being outside in my pyjamas with, with no way of getting home. And it discourages those patients to, to go into an emergency department and seek emergency care if they need it. So some of them just decide to stay home. And I think that's something that's being looked into at the moment. Absolutely. And, think, and and Broken yeah. Hill Hospital too is in the news today. Some pretty dist- distressing stories about the level of care provided there. Residents saying they've been scared to speak out about mistakes, including staff using the wrong equipment and even leaving patients unattended while they had a seizure. 
Yeah, look, it's really sad. It's really, really sad. And they're talking about upgrades to Dubbo Hospital, to Maxfield Hospital, but there's no talk about staffing. I mean, you could upgrade a hospital, extend it and, 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 you know, build it up and do all those things. But at the end of the day, if you don't have enough people who are appropriately skilled, um, then then those upgrades don't really rectify the problem. But how do you Um, then as a you know, as an individual who is seeking health care in a hospital, how do you actually know if the level of staffing is where it should be? Well, they, they really, it really comes down to people who are in the senior positions um, and people who are in that, you know, intermediate level where they really have to be able to report on inadequate staffing. They're the people who really have to say, look, we don't have enough staff members who can do these things and then report to us where we can come back and supervise. Mm. And unfortunately, if those numbers don't get reported on um, uh, accurately, then you've got the deficiencies. Um, One example came out of, um, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Bonalbo, but they were talking about how there is an X-ray facility but this x-ray facility doesn't actually have anyone to operate it. Mm. And they've got a radiographer who was there two hours per fortnight. So if you are somebody that sustained an injury, you know, you fell and you needed to get an x-ray, if you happen to injure yourself beyond those two hours a fortnight, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. You may as well not have the equipment if it's not being utilised the way it's it should be. It's heartbreaking. Even children having to wait up to two years for a paediatric appointment. Cancer patients having to go to the Gold Coast to, to have specialist appointments. Um, it's just it's just not right. Yeah. Um, you know, we do have one of the best healthcare systems in New South Wales, um, you know, compared to the healthcare system around the world. But it shouldn't depend on where you live. Um, we, we all deserve the same standard of care, regardless of your postcode. Yeah, well, that's the truth of it. The postcode does dictate your healthcare you receive, sadly, in many areas. You might have a question see. for Joelle Matter from Turner Freeman Lawyers. 131 873 is the number to call. Or you can text in, which is what Charlie has done, 0460 873 873. Charlie is wondering, Joelle, about ambulance care. And Charlie says, I called an ambulance in the past week for my sick 12-month-old daughter and the two ambulance drivers would not take her, is that something they're allowed to do? Are you able to refuse health care to someone if they do call an ambulance? Um, I, I really don't know. Was there a particular reason that they, they refused? They to haven't gone into the further detail of that. that. Yeah, I, I'm, look, I'm really not sure. It, it, it may have been reasonable for them not to do that, depending on what they've um, decided when they assessed her child. Um, I really don't know much about how sick her child was and, and whether she did need emergency care. Um, I mean, sometimes they they assess the patient and if they determine that the patient doesn't need emergency care, um, they, they do make that decision. Mm. So if there's anything further, Charlie, you've got a question, perhaps you can call in 131 873. Yeah. Oh, Charlie's saying she had bronchitis. Oh, Okay. Okay. Um, well, it depends again, you know, what were her symptoms? Was she already taking antibiotics? Was she already under the care of a GP? Um, do, do you know what I mean? It really depends on lots of other things. Of course. But I'm happy to speak to, to Charlie because at the end of the day, you've got to look at what the observations were um, that those paramedics were relying on to make the decision.
131873 is the number to call if you've got a question for Joelle Matter from Turner Freeman Lawyers. Telehealth is another one as well, Joelle, because in regional mm. areas we know it is often the only option for people and there has yeah. been a real boost in funding for telehealth services, mm. which is welcome. Mm. But who's responsible for a misdiagnosis because of telehealth when it comes to limitations of remote consultations? Um, I'd say the, the provider, the service provider. Um, so it's up to that doctor to ask the right questions. It's up to that doctor to take an adequate medical history. Um, I understand that physical examination can't always be possible, um, but, but you can take an adequate history. And it, it all depends, again, on whether they've done all of those, those things. Mm. And the doctors do always say that it is you know, there are problems associated with mm. with complete diagnosis yeah. when it is not a physical, when you're mm. not face-to-face. But mm. telehealth is very useful yeah. in, in a lot of situations, isn't it? Mm. It is. It is, especially now with what we're seeing at the moment with COVID, um, particularly patients who have, um, you know, immunocompromised, um, you know, systems or, you know, health conditions where they're particularly vulnerable to infections. Um, it's, it's essential. Yeah. All really right. Joel, we thank you mm. for your time. Pleasure. Thanks, Deb. Joelle Matter there from Turner Freeman Lawyers and they provide a range of specialised legal services including compensation and negligence law, asbestos litigation, superannuation and disability claims, employment law, wills and estate and property law. And if you want to get in contact with any of the team at Turner Freeman Lawyers, their website, turnerfreeman.com.au or just give them a call, 13 43 63. It's a quarter to two on Afternoons with Deborah Knight.